the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. The following program is pre-recorded. When it comes to your investments and retirement, in this economy, it's important to be smart. And with the Smart Investor Hour heard right here on AM 1420 The Answer, you'll get both smart and intelligent information you'll need to help with your investing. So sit back, listen, and learn with your host of the Smart Investor Hour, Tim Hayes of RBC Wealth Management. Good morning, everybody. If you just tuned in, this is the Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes, and uh, let's start off thinking positively. You know, it was a piece by uh, Art, I mean, uh, Judd B.S. Toto and Tom Dorsey this week that I thought was very, very interesting. I'm just going to read you the last part of it. Uh, if you read our reports each day, you'll have no choice but to learn about uh, the business, which we try to every day. It's not easy, but nothing worth having in life is easy to obtain. Like the Lord said, we reap what we sow. For the life of me, I don't understand why people don't want to learn. Every time you learn something new, you become something new, something greater, something grander. We, all, we are all we have. Buddha told us that the trips outside our body are worthless. Jesus said, if you want to find life, you have to look inside you. Therefore, it is incumbent upon each of us uh, that we become, be the most wonderful, intelligent, loving human beings possible. And then, there, and then we will always survive. Malcolm X said something extremely uh, relevant. He said, they can chain my hands and feet, but they can't shackle my mind. Intelligence can set you free. Believe me, you can choose to be enslaved by ignorance or with intelligence be truly limitless. You can direct history, shape your environment, mold your life. You can make the impossible possible. Once upon a time, the Wright brothers we're repeatedly told that if God had intended man to fly, he would have given them wings. Today, we have corporations planning commercial flights to the moon and astronauts living in space for extended periods of time. Intelligence is power. Go to my, go to my board. Write something down on my uh, webpage, if you would. And uh, I think you'll find that you, you could become the most powerful person in, that you know by just reading. Learn. Anyway, enough, pro- uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> pontification there i always direct you to my web page uh i i think that uh you know uh, it, it's a great piece uh there's some really good stuff on it but if you have any questions you know for me uh you can direct them there contact me email me you know that type of thing uh good stuff uh but there's always a a, a piece there there's the market week daily technical analysis there's a bunch of stuff on cybersecurity. you know really good stuff also, I you know I, I've been talking about these uh, fact sheets on government health care and Medicare and uh, um, you know that type of thing and the, you know they're they're really essential I think to a good retirement and uh, but there's there's also the Medicare fact sheet you know when to enroll Women's Guide to Healthcare and that type of thing but there's some other ones that we can we can get a hold of and that, you know like life insurance basics uh, a life insurance needs calculator. Uh, protecting your loved ones with life insurance and why women need life insurance. So there we go. 
as always, uh, we have lots of reports that you can get by just signing, you know, just going, you know, contact me, email me. We don't harass you. Uh, our best global energy ideas, our, our recent piece on healthcare, our Imagine 2025 portfolio, our small cap equity list, our large cap, our guided portfolio for all caps, which is really doing well, and our top picks. That's how the analysts get uh, paid, folks. Uh, we, we're, we're going to start to talk about international stocks a little bit more now because I'm seeing some things that um, you know interest me a little bit. We also put out a newsletter, which we get. Like I said, we don't harass you. Um, and it, it talks to do what happens when your life, your term life insurance policy expires and uh, working in retirement and taking your student date, uh, uh, debt payment down. All right. So the bull market turned 345, uh, 3,454 days old on Friday. Uh, putting it one day beyond uh, what is now, or two days beyond what is now the longest extended bull market in history. That was 1990 to 2000. About 3.5 uh, million people relocated for a new job last year, according to the U.S. Uh, data. That's a 10% drop from the year before. More than 40% of homeowners, 65 or older, held uh, mortgage debt on their primary residence in 2016. That's up 25% from uh, 1995. So we always talk here about... Uh, uh, the the process. And so our process is to start big every week, talk about the economy and things we've seen, and then, you know, come down to some ideas that you can use. Okay. So the, the Fed uh, had a, a meeting this week and, and the meeting minutes were this. They're accommodated for now. Is, inf- is inf- inflation acceleration or is it plateauing? That's what they're wondering about. Economic growth, the tax, cut, tax cuts versus the tariffs. Uh, there's some new risks. Uh, they added two new risks to the economy, a softening domestic housing data and stress in emerging markets. And what does a flat yield curve mean? You know, so those that's what the topics that they talked about. So there you go. Look, uh, Brian Westbury, at our friends at First Trust, by the way, they have a new portfolio for our 2025, a unit trust that you can buy. So if you don't have $100,000 to put to work, you can put in five or $10,000 and uh, these unit trusts work pretty well. Uh, but the capitalism works. Don't change it. Wealth creation versus redistribution of wealth is an age-old political and economic battle. And once again, S- S- uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren, among others, as capitalism in the crosshairs. Adam Smith defended capitalism in 1776. Karl Marx attacked it in 1880. By the way, Karl Marx lived with his friend. He he drank every night. The guy had a vineyard. <laughs> I read his I read his auto, I mean his biography. So, I mean he was. You can see why he likes socialism. But anyway, William Jennings Bryant uh, attacked it. Grover uh, Cleveland defended it. FDR attacked it. Ronald Reagan defended it. Uh, Elizabeth Warren wants her own new deal. Employee elected board members. If you ask me, they should elect uh, employee people to the government because, you know, what she's doing is wrong. That's my personal opinion, by the way. We don't disagree that some companies make decisions uh, to hit quarterly uh, targets. Okay, and and you know they want to change that a little bit, but a political tax on on companies for short termism has come and gone. Uh, c- Congress isn't on a quarterly reporting cycle. Matter of fact, if they were, half of those people would be out. Uh, she, Senator Warren, uh, proposed the Accountable Capitalism Act. Uh, you know, from a socialist, I find that hard to believe. Uh, proof signals opportunity, profit profit signals opportunity, profit signals growth. Some are complaining the corporations are. Re- returning too much of the profits to the shareholders. That's what they're supposed to do. Senator Warren and others complain that profits are up while wages are stagnant. Uh, by the way, that's 
partly due to Obama policies. So it's, wages are starting to rise pretty quickly here. Profits are the lifeblood of capitalism. Uh, reporting them, earning them, and returning the profits to the shareholders creates more investment, more wage growth, and, and more wealth creation. Politicians can't balance a budget. They shouldn't have anything to do with uh, what we're talking about here. You know, the bull market in U.S. equities is now one of the longest of the post-war era, now the longest, and we see um, the interest rate environment, you know, kind of being supportive. It may bounce up and around, but usually when, when interest rates get to a low, and that we got to the lowest interest rate in history, so President Obama was saying how great things are, the 10-year Treasury doesn't get to a 1.21 yield because everything's great. People are worried, okay? Uh, and that had to do with too much regulation, Obamacare, et cetera. So, uh, but usually when they hit a low like that back in the 40s, they stayed down there for a decade or two and then turned up, and they turned up with a vengeance then uh, because of Arthur Burns turning on the tap and not turning back off. But the 10-year Treasury yield back on May, 10, uh, May 17th was 3.1%. It's now 2.84, so we're in this range. We, we don't see much risk in the, uh, in the interest rate scenario. It's going to bounce up and down, we think. But, uh, and I just want to emphasize that uh, Lori uh, Calsavina, uh, our head strategist, is, is, is once again – talking about uh, she's still troubled by tech and uh, she's worried a little bit about it. I will say this. I was looking at the uh, the uh, X's and O's uh, or the point and figure charts for international equities, and uh, we are right now at 14. So we're pretty, you know, it go, the, the bullish percent for, for all these things goes from 0 to 100. So 14 is a pretty low number. So I would start to look for reversals up. I don't know. I mean, if I look the the most negative movement in the last eight days has all been international equities. So uh, there we go. Uh, another thing is I noticed that uh, durable goods orders declined 1.7% in July, and they sold the market off. Uh, they sold the, the bond market off on that. But the decline in orders in July was led by commercial and defensive, uh, defense aircraft, and that's a pretty big number, okay? Uh, a couple other things I noticed is that, uh, you know, we got midterm elections coming up. And just so you know, the worst combination for the equity markets is a White House-Senate House controlled by Republicans, Republicans, Democrats. So if we lose the House, uh, I think you might want to shift a little bit. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. A um, couple other things I noticed is, once again, the short position in uh, bonds is one of the biggest I've ever seen. It hit a new record uh, on the 10-year uh, Treasury. Also, the short position in gold and silver is one it reached record levels. So something's got to give there. I mean, one way or another, uh, you know, they, those don't work together. So we'll see what it is. Gold and silver uh, or precious metals are deeply oversold. Okay. They are, uh, you know, on the bullish percent, they're below, uh, I think they're, you know, like 18 at this point. So uh, maybe we get a, a reversal up. Another group that I'm starting to see emerge that's been going sideways to down for the last four years has been the media stocks and the ad stocks and the radios, et cetera. And I'm finding more and more of these stocks showing up on my graphs. So, I, I, by the way, we have a very, very, very good analyst in this field, four, actually three of them. Uh, so um, Stephen Cahill is his name, by the way. Um, and so if you'd like uh, the information on these guys, uh, please give me a call or, you know, uh, you can call me at 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742 or, uh, just uh, email me and we'll get it. Somebody asked me, you know, what advantage do I have over institutions? Well, nowadays the, you know, information is being 
uh, sent out at lightning speed. You get it at the same time the institution gets it. That's number one. Number two, there's a thing called on-balance volume indicator, and makes it impossible for uh, Mr. Big Institution to accumulate stocks without you knowing about it. And individual investor accounts uh, are always a work in progress. So, uh, you know, if you these days you have some professional-grade tools, or you can use me. Uh, allocations by percentage, you know, in foreign equities, et cetera, can change fairly quickly. With big caps, they can't. Uh, individual investors are driving virtual sports cars uh, in, in some of these uh, uh, trading platforms. Now, I don't believe I, I believe in the long term uh, versus the short term. A lot of these guys, you know, they just trade in and out, and I just think that creates taxes. But, um, you know, if if we can provide ourselves with the, the emotional profits uh, you know, investing with a, a CEO we, we admire or a business practices align with their own, that type of thing, you can make a lot of money. So, you know, right now, I just think you got to think about a couple things. Uh, growth versus value, which size segment you want to look, uh, look, look at and, and which growth or value you want to do in uh, each account. Hey, let's take a break. This is the Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Stay tuned. You know the moment. The workday is over. Your daily responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off and you lie back. It's that end of day. Ah, that's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-soothing serenity made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Did you know that when you buy a mattress from a retail store, that mattress is being sold for the second time? What do I mean? Well, the manufacturer sells the mattress to the retailer, who in turn sells it to you with costs and markups for both parties. At the Original Mattress Factory, we have our own factory right here at our store. So the mattress you buy is being sold for the first and only time. That's why our prices are hundreds less than the mainstream mattress brands. Stop by one of our factory locations or visit us at OriginalMattress.com to see for yourself. Hey, Bob France here for my good friends at Kowalski Ford. Listen, if you're in the market for a new car, you're probably going to shop at a lot of places. What I'm going to ask you to do for your own benefit is to shop at Kowalski Ford as well. Just include them in your trip. It would be very presumptuous of me to tell you where to buy your car. That's a personal decision. But I want you to experience what Kowalski has to offer. If you like large dealerships with a ton of salespeople all competing for your business because they have sales quotas, go somewhere else. But if you'd rather be treated like a member of the family, get to Kowalski. Kowalski Ford on Lake Road in Avon Lake, one mile west of Route 83. Kowalski Ford, get there. At RBC Wealth Management, we are proud of our reputation for putting clients' interests first. Our steadfast commitment to helping clients achieve their financial goals includes giving back to the communities we serve. Through supporting youth education, human services, and the arts, we hope to make tomorrow better for everyone. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Okay, we're back. If you just tuned in, this is Smart Investor Show. If you'd like to have a cup of coffee, sit down and just uh, talk about your portfolio or what I do, uh, you know, please give us a call at 888-223-7742. Or if you Google Tim Hayes Radio, my webpage shows up, and uh, you can just hit the contact me or email me. 
If you like any of the reports we talked about, please, you know, uh, let us know and we, we ship them out to you fairly quickly. Um, so I was just talking about value investing versus growth. And a lot of value investors are pretty are struggling at this point. Uh, although I guess I got to admit that uh, Marshfield is a, is a manager I use. Uh, you know, you normally need five million bucks to do business or 10 million bucks. I think it is now that you need to do business with them. But they're they're up about seven, eight percent this year. And um uh, they, they've done a great job, but a lot of value investors right now are having a difficult time because it's all growth. You know, the hedge funds are shoving money into into technology stocks, but I, I've been noticing that it's the same hedge funds shoving the money in there, And uh, but some of the money is, is leaking out of uh, some of these names. Like, there's money coming out of Facebook. There's mon- been money coming out of Netflix, so we'll, we'll see. And I guess the question is, you know, if I'm a value investor, should I just quit? And... It, uh, you know, look, uh, we use top-down market research in general, and, uh, you know, growth stocks have steadily outperformed value stocks for more than 11 years now. And the question is, you know, uh, there have been some brief in- instances, but I'm starting to see it in small caps and mid caps where value and growth are starting to e- e- equal each other. Uh, but, look, uh, value investor, it, it's hard to deal with, with uh, what's been going on here, but buying profitable companies at reasonable prices – uh, only to watch them offer disappointing returns while gross investors have outperformed the market is difficult. It really is. Uh, I do have, uh, you know, to give management teams of the mega growth companies some credit. They, they have correctly gauged the ongoing changes in technology. God bless them. But, uh, you know, there's still some really interesting stocks out there that aren't in that category, and they're not getting the attention uh, like we said last year, most of the gain was 25 companies in the in the S and P 500 and the Dow. Uh, the Nasdaq it was like eight companies. So there there should be a third wave coming, and uh, the second wave, uh, you know, uh, was the you know after the economic recovery. The third wave is, you know, its its principal feature is the result of a combination of and uh, relentless improvement in processing power inexpensive and massive data storage and networking capabilities. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I mean, there's even a lot of technology stocks that are in those categories that are really cheap. And we talked about one last week in the in- insider buying. We're not going to mention again this week. Uh, I've been buying a couple of those names from last week, by the way, in a big way. Uh, and I guess the other question we have to, you know, if we get an inverted yield curve, what does that mean? And uh, we don't know yet. But um, one thing I think, you know, I- I'm-, I'm taking a look at is, the energy sector got hammered. Uh, you know, energy itself or, or oil went down eight dollars, and uh, there was some rumors that um, Saudi Arabia was going to pull their deal for their oil company, uh, Uramco, and then uh, everybody said it was back on. But I guess the question is: Is the energy sector coming unplugged or just recharging? And I don't know yet the answer. Um, but look, uh, the the energy sector fell quite a bit. Uh, Healthcare improved, but technology still ha- owns the most votes. Financials are second, industrials are third, healthcare is fourth now, and it's moved up three points. Uh, consumer cyclical is fifth, and then energy's uh, sixth. Uh, materials have got just whopped. You know, they have just got whopped. So it's all been involved in tariffs. So uh, I've been finding that, you know, I said to buy the oils with the big dividend yields, uh, the banks, I called them. Uh, and they are holding up a lot better than most, uh, so th- th- I'm, I'm staying with those. But I, most of those have even broken down a little bit. So I think, you know, some of the bigger names, 
look pretty good. A couple of them don't look great, uh, but but they can, you know, they do have big dividends. So uh, I don't know if I, you, you want to just run out and, sh- and shoot them. Now, if you look at, you know, growth versus value and you look at rotation, you know, relative rotation graphs uh, that I use quite a bit, uh, right now value is where growth was three years ago. So it'll be interesting to see if we have a rotation into the value stocks. Uh, you know, so if we shift to growth versus value, you, you break um, down the opposite rotation in favor of value would, would, would stand out to us. So, uh, you know, th- th- that would be really interesting because a lot of people are just, you know, buying, uh, well, it's, it's like bonds. Uh, you know, $7 trillion went into bonds in a period of time. $2 trillion went in from bonds going from 150 to 121 on the 10 year. And that kind of leads me to believe that you hit the peak <laughs> at the end of the bond bull market. So, um, you know, we'll just uh, suggest that, uh, you know, you, you want to, uh, pay closer attention. The, I, I have been noticing that some of the cash flow stocks have been breaking out and, uh, you know, uh, some, some grocery stores and, uh, some of the financials, kind of different financials, have been breaking out. So, uh, um, really, kind of interesting. And um, I, you know, I've also seen some trading candidates where there's been a big breakout and then a sideways movement for a pretty long time. So, I don't want. I'm not sure what that means, but we'll go from there. Uh, I got a call from Ed the other day, and um, Ed uh, actually, I think he wants to open an account with us, which is great. But he said, Tim, you talked about the technical attributes. Would you please tell us what the, the technical attributes are? Well, uh, this is not from me. This is from Dorsey Wright. Okay. And they're looking for five positive technical attributes. Relative strength chart versus uh, the market on a buy signal. Okay. The relative strength chart versus the market is in a column of X's. The relative strength chart versus its peers is on a buy signal. It's relative strength chart versus its peers is in a column of X's. And it's trading above its bullish support line, meaning it's in a positive trend. So if you have those five technically, uh, usually you're in the right stock. And remember, um, you know, if you look at the Dow, and by the way, it doesn't mean the stocks can't go up. I mean, look, there's several uh, like, you know, Merck's breaking out to a new high and it's it's has only two of those uh, attributes. Uh, Pfizer's doing the same thing. Verizon broke out. J&J broke out. These are more value-oriented, okay, but they do have uh, uh, just a couple, uh, you know, of, of what we're talking about. Now, there, there are uh, 11 or 12 very, very strong stocks, and they are leading the way. So that's the big difference. So now if we looked at uh, dynamic asset level investing, our friends at Dorsey Wright, equal weight is better than capitalization weight on the S&P 500. So if you have that opportunity, small cap growth. Large cap growth, mid cap growth, and mid cap blend are the top four groups. Large cap value is dead on dead on arrival, and then it's technology, financials, industrials, healthcare, uh, are, and consumer cyclicals are the top five. So uh, the most improved are small cap growth, small cap, uh, uh, mid cap growth. I'm sorry, and MLPs. A lot of deals in MLPs, and a lot of them have we've talked about on this show as insider buys. Just so you know. Um, Microcaps uh, are getting really interesting because uh, small caps actually, you know, and what they're looking at the small cap 600 uh, actually broke down in a column of O's where microcaps actually broke out. Now, 
remember, these are low price stocks, so you know you have to have some checks in place. You know, price. You know, some people won't let you buy uh, low price securities; they're usually restricted. Volume, you got to track the volume. You know, the stock trades two thousand shares a day. Getting out ain't going to be easy. Uh, exchange traded, you want to be very careful of exchange traded because somebody dumps an, uh, an ETF on the gr- on you, you're done. <laughs> and then the number of holdings in that ETF. So, um, look, this is a nice bull market, and I I, I don't see it ending yet. I think uh, you know a twenty percent decline would be uh, a uh, the end of a bull market. And remember, we did break through the top end line, so the possibilities uh, of a of a of an 18% correction because that's from the top line to the bottom line are out there. Uh, but th- there are a lot of short positions out there like the 10 year treasury and, and, uh, and gold that we talked about. Um, now, w- you know, look, we like the small caps and, and uh, if you, if you look at the large caps versus the small caps, there's little ton- turnover in the hedge fog uh, fund hot dogs list this, this last quarter meaning that the top guys are still the top guys' stocks. There's more turnover in the, uh, the hedge fund hotels. This, you know, uh, this is you know, guys that just hold on to these things forever. Um, our screens are, are highlighting large-cap stocks where ownership rose, uh, and, th- and that's kind of interesting. Healthcare and industrials ended second quarter as the most crowded sectors. That's really interesting. So, look, we've had a two-month consolidation in the Russell 2000. I, it it was poised to break out. It broke out. It looks great. Uh, weekly momentum pa- uh, peaked for a lot of the U.S. equity uh, indexes, but the index uh, remains in an uptrend. The S and S and P retesting important resistance right where it is right now, uh, and I think the international markets are really, really oversold. So be careful. Like I said, you know, don't be getting out now and watching them go right back up. Rates, uh, you know, we can, we can see the rates continue to consolidate. They're not going down. They're not going up. That's usually a bullish sign for rates, not the bonds. Oil is, again, very oversold in the short term, and it's uh, holding support at the 200-day moving average. I think that's very positive. Um, you know, look, uh, sector rotation, uh, you know, I, I mentioned technologies, financials, consumer discretionary, and healthcare, But the industrials uh, – have had eight months of underperforming and they're starting to show some evidence of, of uh, breakouts. One that I really love and retail, I'm seeing more and more stocks. Uh, you know, William Sonoma gapped up big, uh, uh, target gapped up big. A lot of these names, uh, Kohl's had a good quarter. Um, and, and I'm also seeing some of the credit card companies starting to accelerate. So that, that can be kind of scary cause they've been up a lot. I, I keep seeing, look, um, the EEM, which is the, uh, emerging markets, uh, ETF is retesting support at its 38.2% retracement, which is very close to a Fibonacci number. So if you don't know what that is, you should look him up. The dollar broke out. It's pulling back. uh, And it looks like it's going higher for now. Um, The industrial sector still looks good. Semiconductors look like they make the momentum's kind of topping out, making kind of a double, double shoulder and head type formation. So be careful in those. And Retail looks really, really good. And one of the things I, I did notice uh, on my charts is that the rails, uh, and by the way, Bob Dickey says this too, is the rails are outperforming the rest of the transportation index. So the rails are where you really want to be looking. And, uh, you know, I just emphasize that growth versus value, large cap growth is still winning today. Small cap and, and, and uh, mid cap 
uh, you're kind of fighting. But we see improvement in financials, utilities, staples, and industrials, and weakening in, in technology and energy. So there you go. Remember, we have a unit trust now for, with uh, First Trust for our 2025 uh, portfolio. So, all right, stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Bullish Percent. This is Smart Investor Show. Selfless service is the guiding principle that drives Army National Guard soldiers to be always ready whenever disaster strikes. They are your next-door neighbors and your colleagues in schools, offices, and factories. To be a Guard soldier is to stand ready to serve at all times for family, for community, and for country. To learn more, log on to NationalGuard.com or contact an Army National Guard recruiter in your area. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. When it comes to managing your retirement, it's easy to get lost. Look to RBC Wealth Management to guide you. Our experienced, knowledgeable financial advisors will build your investment strategy by designing a plan that's tailored to your unique financial needs. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Visit rbcwealthmanagement.com. Okay, we're back. You just tuned in. This is Smart Investor Show. And once again, if you'd like to have a cup of coffee with us, uh, you know, just give us a call at 888-223-7742. It's 888-223-7742. Or just Google Tim Hayes Radio and, uh, you know, my sorry kisser look shows up and uh, then you can just contact me or email me uh, there. So, uh, you know, it was an interesting week. A couple things happened that I think we should talk about. Uh, You know, we, we always talk about the bullish percent here on the show and... The bullish percent is just a risk guide. Okay, uh, it's it's not the it's not perfect. Nothing's perfect, uh, but it's one of the better ones out there, and I've been using it for a long, long time. It's a chart that goes from zero to one hundred, and um, when we are in a column of X's, we have the offensive team on the field. Uh, right now, we're at a fifty-five, which is kind of midfield area. Uh, you know, and there's two key points on the field. Number is seventy is the red zone. That's when things are getting too hot to handle. And 30 is the green zone, and that's usually when everybody's crying in their beer. Uh, a column of O's shows distribution, all right? Now, that's a time when you want to uh, be more careful uh, and, you know, maybe start to sell some of your, your laggards, all right? It doesn't mean you have to sell every stock in your portfolio. As a matter of fact, right now, domestic equities are the number one asset class. So if anything, uh, usually if we get into a column of O's, uh, after a while, I would use it as a buying opportunity, not a selling opportunity. Anyway, uh, we have what we call our all universe, which is uh, it, bullish percent for everything. Okay, and it did fall into a column of O's this week. Um, so it is, you know, that's that's one of the you know. Remember, we had the over the counter index two weeks ago fall into a column of O's, uh, and the world index uh, climbed back up. So it's a little bit of a rally in some of the things, and I'm going to talk about where those are. We're still at we're fifty five point six percent. We would not reverse down on the New York Stock Exchange bullish, which is our key risk indicator, until we hit fifty two. So it's a little ways away. Uh, there were no ch- changes in the positive trend charts this week. Uh, that's good. Um, 
there has been a significant movement in the buy signal tallies uh, further down the ranking since the beginning of, the, of July. Utilities and real estate, commonly known as quote-unquote rate-sensitive uh, sectors, have seen uh, their buy signals increase. U- utilities have gained 26 buy signals, and real estate, uh, they, by the way, they moved from 9th from 10th, and, and real estate was dead last, uh, but it increased from 13 to 34 I'm sorry, from 21 to 34, uh, increase of 13. Basic materials is down 43 buy signals. Uh, it's been the biggest single loser in any of all the sectors. So um, so what we have is basic materials getting hammered probably because of the tariffs, uh, energy getting hammered because of the tariffs, and utilities and real estate picking up because of yield. Now, what did we say two months ago? Buy yield when it's up. We had May 17th, We on, on our show that, uh, I think it was the 18th, we said yields are at 3.1% and the short position is huge on the S&P 500. Buy the yield. Well, the short position on the, on, I mean, not on the S&P 500, on the 10-year treasury. The shorts on the 10-year treasury are the highest I've ever seen. Okay, people are buying utilities and, and REITs. Now, I did notice that most of the major indexes, uh, like uh, our friends at the Dow has had five straight weeks of mo- monthly momentum, but the uh, the the small caps and the and the mid caps have just had one week. The QQQ has been negative for four, but and then the equal weight and the and the and the regular weight our capitalization weight both have had four or five weeks of positive. So it's been the larger stocks. Uh, some of the smaller stocks are are falling apart a little bit. And um, the other thing is the S and P five hundred is right where. Uh, it topped out in January. So it'll be interesting to see if we get through it. We kind of creeped over a little bit, but not on a point and figure chart. And I use point and figure charts uh, for that type of thing more and more these days. Um, as far as the sector percents are concerned, uh, we only have 10 sectors that are positive. Remember, just two weeks ago, we had 15. So things are falling back. The banking sector and the force of paper product sector, which were both at 85, remember 70 is our red zone, are now at 65, so they're slowly but surely moving back. Um, at the 55 level, and by the way, we're only talking about favored sectors here, okay, because you want your sector to be favored, you want your col- your your stock in a column of X's, you want your real, real, relative strength in a column of X's, those are the five keys we look for. Computers, business products, and restaurants are all at 55, so that's a place where you could probably buy Retail and healthcare at 50, another place you can start to look at. Oil, oil service, and software at 45. Now, at 30 or below, now these are not favored, but this is where we want to look for turn, you know, re- reversals back up, uh, are non-ferrous metals and biotechnology at 30. Uh, at 22, or 23, I'm sorry, 24 is Wall Street, and 18 is precious metals. All right, so what we're looking for is reverses up on, reversals up on those. Uh, Wall Street had been one of the leading sectors and then kind of died, but most of the stocks have just ticked away a little bit. So I think there may be a big move coming up in, in, in those sometime in the future. But never anticipate an anticipator. <laughs> That's a good way to go broke, folks, all right? Uh, so, you know, don't hold back. Um, I, I haven't seen much that made me want to sh- jump and shout and run all about. Uh, we did see a couple uh, charts reverse down in the column of O's. That was oil and precious metals this week. 
we had several uh, uh, charts move lower. They were drugs, internet, leisure, non-ferrous metals, semiconductor, and steel. Um, and, and, you know, we didn't really have anything really move up with the exception of restaurants. Restaurants uh, moved up to favored status. Oil moved down to uh, from most favored to favored and internet to average. Precious uh, metals and gaming, uh, you know, getting beat up a little bit. Uh, they're down and totally unfavored. So I was looking at international st- stuff, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, important things to be watching, in my humble opinion. And if I looked at Norway, and for some reason Norway has not uh, – it, it, it's 1.75% uh, better than the average for non-U.S. Uh, equities. So it's, it's leading the way. Uh, you know, it's holding up better than most. And uh, it's come back right to support. I mean, I looked at like four or five of the ETFs, and it's come back right to support. It's got a decent yield. So that's one to watch. And also Israel. Our friends in Israel have a, a strong fund score, like a 3.85% or, or 5% uh, fund score that goes to 6, you know, so they're, they're up there. And I did notice they're right at a double top where they stopped uh, in three of the different ETFs, three of the different Israeli ETFs I looked at. So, um, you know, for example, the EIS is, uh, you know, if it broke 56, it would be very positive. I can go over all those, but, uh, you know, you got to do your own homework there. As far as, uh, you know, we got the, the minutes of the last Federal Open Market Committee, uh, which was held a couple weeks ago, and, and people were looking for clues at what's going on. And uh, the iShares uh, iBox investment grade portfolio broke uh, a double top. Now, it's way below its, uh, uh, its, up, I mean, its downtrend line. Uh, so it would be interesting to see. And, and then, you know, if you, if, if you looked at the AGG, which is the uh, iShares core bond fund, uh, it did break out of a triangle formation after being killed. <laughs> uh, so, you know, usually when interest rates go up, you know, bonds get whacked. Okay. So in the beginning of the year, interest rates were going up, bonds were getting whacked. Now, since then, you know, looks like bonds want to go up. It, that means interest rates want to go down. That's why we talked about buying yield when it was up. Now, in, in a couple times in the past, I've talked about the flattening of the U.S. yield curve. And we've seen some shorter-term yields rise more quickly than longer terms, and that's closing the spread between the two. Um, it, you know, so if you look at the IPATH U.S. Treasury flattening uh, ETN, that's an ETN now. If you don't know the difference between that and an ETF, you shouldn't be buying it. Uh, it broke a double top at 65, and uh, uh, you know, a move to 66 would be a spread dripple top, and that'd be very, very good. Commodities uh, oil's been weak for uh, four weeks. Uh, gold, the central banks continue to sell its 18 straight weeks uh, of uh, selling. Uh, corn's been positive for five weeks, and that's probably the only thing I can say good about the uh, uh, commodities. If you look at some of the, the base metal funds, I mean, geez, I think uh, the DBB, which is, you know, uh, Invesco's version of it, was at 19 and a quarter. It's now at uh, 15 and a quarter. They're getting whacked. The agricultural ones are really getting whacked. I mean, these things have been, you know, for three or four years have been down, and they're at new lows. Relative strength changes. Well, we always talk about relative strength because it's important. You know, you want your relative strength to be on a buy signal in our system or you want it to be positive uh, simply because people buy relative strength. That's what the uh, the momentum funds do. HMS Systems is a buy. Uh, Allison Transmission, which shows up on my machine again. Uh, Kroger, which has been showing up on my machine. iRobot, but it's made an $11 move very, very quickly, so be careful with that one. 
GenTherm, which is in automobiles, uh, Cisco, which is in food, uh, FedNat Holdings, and uh, Amneal Pharmaceuticals. Uh, our analyst likes that one a lot. If you'd like a report on it, let us know. On the sell side, uh, Tivity Health, Array Biofarm, uh, Carbo Ceramics, Amicus Therapeutics, uh, Fanhao, which is a Chinese uh, insurance company, International Game Technology, Insumed Incorporated, Lamb Research, Micron, Sims Metal Management, Skyworks, uh, and uh, Kiwi, which is a uh, uh, industrial goods company uh, in Australia. So those are things you know you want to be thinking about. And look, uh, we're we're right at a point on the S and P five hundred where you know. Uh, somewhere, you know, usually a double top can be defined as a 2% either direction. So we're right there, and we're starting to see the small caps give way, and we're starting to see the uh, bullish percent for all all equity indexes start to give way a little bit. So we're starting to see some selling come in, in here. And it'll be interesting to see. Bob, Bob Dickey has been uh, pointing out that, you know, are we at a top? He wasn't sure, but, uh, you know, you're right where you stopped back in January. So I think, um, you know, that's something to – uh, take into account now i said um uh you know a while back that the uh the u.s was the place to be i this was back in march and then i uh, uh i i mentioned it again you know that we were having some problems in in the first part of june and for the first time uh the international stocks have picked up some uh buy signals so it'll be interesting to see uh you know, if that continues, but they're extremely oversold and, uh, you know, like 140% oversold. So remember, if you have them in your 401k and you're getting nailed, you know, now's not the time to sell them. Uh, you know, so if you want to re- let them recover, let them recover. Uh, it, it is one of those times where nobody's paying attention to them. And that's usually when bull markets start. So, you know, uh, if you'd like our ADR list, or our top global ideas, our top 30 global ideas, give me a call, 888-223-7742. You know, we're going to be right back with the insiders, and we'll talk about that. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of insiders uh, buying, and I think it's very, very interesting. Uh, a couple names that I'll talk about. Uh, meantime, this is Smart Investor Show. Stay tuned. Roof with the best or leak like the rest. With Right Now Construction, it's about trust. Getting a beautiful roof, siding, and gutters with excellent craftsmanship and design using quality materials. The experienced Right Now Construction team will transform the exterior of your home, taking pride in every phase of your home project. Here's the owner, Tom Cucinata. Right Now Construction is a roofing, siding, gutter, and restoration company serving homeowners. If you've had recent storm damage or noticed mold on your shingles, missing shingles, or shingles that are curling, call me, Tom directly at 440-821-4201 and I'll schedule your free roof inspection. Right now, construction will work directly with your insurance company to get your home covered for your full roof replacement. If your project is over $10,000, your gutters are free. Call me today, 440-821-4201 and financing is also available. Get $200 off your roofing project when you mention that you heard this on WHK 1420. Roof with the best or leak like the rest. Right now, construction.net. 
Hewitt is already looking ahead to 2020. Now, I believe that as a matter of good luck, President Trump needs to return to Cleveland for his renomination. That's what Nixon did in Miami. That's what happened before when you want to win two times in a row. Because Hugh knows Cleveland rocks. Cleveland is where you want to go back. It's just a matter of good luck. Hugh Hewitt, mornings from 6 to 9 on AM 1420. The answer. Wouldn't it be nice to keep income rolling in even long after you retire? At RBC Wealth Management, we can help you invest for the future that you want and create a personalized plan to help you create the steadfast flow of income you'll need throughout your retirement. Call Tim Hayes at 216-774-8906. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSC, FINRA, SIPC. Okay, we're back. Uh, you know, like I said, we started with the uh, relative strength stocks, but we started from a big economic viewpoint. And what we're moving down now is to ideas that you can write down and keep or whatever. I, I bought several of these ideas last week. <laughs> Tim did. I actually bought them uh, before last week, but uh, after last week, I bought them too. So I, I think this is important that you pay close attention to some of these names if you're doing it by yourself. If I'm doing it for you, uh, let me make the decisions and uh, uh, give me a call and we'll have coffee. All right. Uh, by the way, if you want to uh, see what I look like or uh, uh, want to e- email me or co- hit my contact me uh, button, you can you can go to Tim Google or Bing Tim Hayes Radio, and I show up first. And um, uh, you know, there's some good stuff on there. Bob Daly's uh, uh, Dickie's technical analysis. He's our head technical strategist. He's won all more awards than uh, you know than anybody I know. Uh, he's one of the best. He's been around for, the, uh, for a long time, and every day we have his technical analysis. Sometimes if you see what's happening in the market, you understand better. You know how many people I've talked to last week? I talked to eight people last week who all thought the market was up 15% this year. It's barely up two. Uh, the market is defined by the S&P 500. The Dow Jones is actually down from its January high. So the only thing that's really doing well is the NASDAQ and the small caps, and the NASDAQ's up about 11%. But it's eight stocks, so you got to be careful there. And the small caps are doing a little bit better, which we talked about, you know, ad nauseum for about three months. As far as insiders are concerned, though, insiders buy when they think there's a change in direction in the company or think good things are going to happen. Okay, so insiders sell for a lot of reasons to get their new Porsche, their new house uh, in in Newport Beach. Uh, They buy for one. Okay, now I saw a major change in direction on a company today. And this is Corsep Therapeutics. It was three buys by a director who had been selling the stock. (laughs) Unmerciful is what he's been. He's been selling the stock, selling the stock. And suddenly he buys uh, three major buys, 2.245, 2.464, and 1.2 million. So he bought $5 million with the stock out of the clear blue sky. The stock's at a new low, so you like to see that. All right. So that's Corsep Therapeutics. Uh, another uh, insider at a, another pharmaceutical company, this is Portola Pharmaceuticals, which is, you know, was 55, is now 27. Uh, a director bought, and this is a, a director that's been around, he's probably the oldest director on the board. Uh, and he bought 5.4 million, 3.2 million, and 1.9 million all last week, uh, actually from Wednesday on. 
uh, Starbucks. Oh, we haven't seen an insider buying Starbucks in a long, long time. And uh, a director has been around the block a couple times, bought stock for the first time. He bought just $274,000 worth, but you got to pay attention. And then Reed's, which has just got hammered. It was a $7 stock uh, two years ago. It's now two seventy two, but it's up from a buck sixty. Uh, we had a director make his second purchase. He made his first purchase at a dollar forty. Uh, so he's pretty good at what he does so far. He just bought another two million dollars worth. And Transocean, which is uh, rig, is the symbol. You remember we had five million dollars worth of stock bought in May and June, and now we have uh, another guy. And by, by the way, they're all down on the stock. Which is you know because oil went down about eight bucks. Now we have our first insider buy since then uh, of about one hundred forty-five thousand shares. So that's kind of interesting. And then also, Caracor, um, uh, which is a biotechnology company, uh, Armistice Capital, which is a very that's pretty smart money, bought three point nine million dollars worth of stock. I believe it's their second purchase. And Ron Perlman uh, at Revlon, which you know Revlon skyrocketed right after he bought this but he bought another uh about 1.2 million remember it's his fifth purchase he bought a like two three million dollars worth a while back and he owns a boatload of it so uh his revlon skyrocketed on i think it was either thursday wednesday or thursday on good news and then rigel uh rigel pharmaceuticals you remember um uh back about two three months ago well maybe three four months ago the the insiders bought 4.2 million and one of those insiders who bought was involved there, bought another hundred ninety thousand uh, uh, at two fifty a share, and then Twentieth Century Fox. Now I, I own this stock. I own the uh, the A shares, and I sold it uh, after the Disney scenario. And and here comes an executive chairman who bought six point two six seven million dollars worth after the stock dropped from fifty. And I sold it right around fifty. So uh, interesting. And here's uh, another biotech. Hmm. Biotechs are 30 on the S&P, on the uh, bullish percent. Maybe it's just about the turn. Anyway, it's uh, Aiva Genomic Company. Uh, it's for low price guy. It's a low price stock. It's not for widows and orphans. A director bought 2.448 million, uh, and uh, this this stock was 260. It's now 120. <laughs> uh, Penn Gaming, you know, backed up a little bit. Kind of made a little bit of a double top. Backed up, and the CEO bought. Uh, $3 million worth. And by the way, he's got enough uh, stock that he could uh, buy the company, number one. Number two, it's his first purchase in a really long time. So you really like to see that. And American Midstream Partners, we had two deals in the uh, MLPs last week. Another uh, group called uh, Archlight Energy Partners, uh, which has a major uh, you know mutual fund type of scenario. It's like, almost like a hedge fund. But $3.682 million worth. And they already own quite a bit. I mean, uh, a good, good, uh, good amount. This thing got killed. It was sixteen bucks back in February. It's now six ninety three. Uh, so there we go. Um, you know what? I mentioned uh, Corsep, and I'll just. Uh, I think there was another director that bought one point two million dollars on Corsep. I think I forgot to mention that, so I apologize to everybody. So there was four buyers of Corsep Therapeutics. What it, interesting was the one director had been selling unmercifully for uh about three years so the fact that he reversed up tells me uh that there might be good news on the way sometime in the future remember insiders are early okay insiders are early well you know look the s&p is near its uh 
high end of the range, you know, from back from January. The Dow's still down from there. The Russell has broken out, and it broke out on high volume. That's, I think, I think what may be happening is that the the small caps are going to take command. Remember, we said that they were very attractively valued uh, just a while ago, and uh, you know, if 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 you've talked to me uh, or you've sat down with me in the last. Uh, four or five months, I've showed you that they're like two and a half standard deviations below normal. That's a statistical anomaly. So the small caps continue to do well, where the S&P is right at its old high. So it'd be interesting to see if it holds. The emerging markets, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, the supported, uh, well, the index supported the strength in the S&P, uh, the S&P 500 in 2016-17, but is now down more than 20% from its peak. And you know, look, the long-term support is still down another ten percent from here. So uh, you you don't know what's going on, but um, it, it's European and emerging market. You know, and the uh, uh, you know the uh, Latin America area, also the uh, uh, the Asian emerging market. So uh, you know, it's the whole group, uh, big time. Now, commodities. You know, I I called it right at the end of uh, two thousand seventeen. Commodities made a fourteen uh, percent move. Then the tariffs kicked in back in March, and uh, they've you know we're still up for the year. Uh, you know you're up about two percent, but um, look the all the, the low was at one fifty five. We're now at one eighty five, and if uh, things don't reverse course pretty quick, uh, we could be in for some uh, some problems. Now one of the other things that you got to remember is that commodities are affected by the dollar, and we t- we mentioned last week that the dollar broke its downtrend line and uh, both on a point and figure chart and broke out on a regular chart. So I, I'm seeing an improvement in, in the momentum there too. So as the dollar goes up, commodities normally go down. So that's not a good sign. So a couple things to review. Uh, number one, you know, uh, Lori Calcivina, uh is an underweight on large cap technology. So uh, she keeps talking about uh, the reporting season for crowded name and hedge funds and in uh, large cap growth uh, funds, so these guys keep piling money into the same names, and I can tell you, I, I've seen some charts that are parabolic before in my career, and uh, oil stocks back in the in uh, two, 1980, and and uh, the uh, the housing stocks in 2004 and five. You know, we said it on the show, and then in 2000, my first. Uh, my first seminar, I talked about technology stocks being, you know, straight up. And um, so we're starting to see that in a few tech stocks, not everything, just a few. So you want to be a little bit more careful. Okay. Uh, also, she thinks that uh, she is very neutral on the market and would not be chasing any of the big names here. She, she upgraded healthcare in the middle of July and uh, she still thinks the value is below the market norm and thinks the direction is right. She also thinks that the uh, earnings surprises will be on the upside there now that things have calmed down a little bit. And she does see consumer staples as a, as a good relative value. And, and like I said last week, healthcare stocks have broken out. They've pulled back a little bit. It'd be interesting to see if the, if the biotechs can, uh, you know, the biotechs have been up and out down, up and down, up and down, up and down, uh, good training vehicles, but they haven't become an investment yet. So, if the IBB were to cross over 125, 127, I think you'd see a lot of money come into them, a, a whole bunch of money. So what do you do here? Well, I, I'll say this again. You buy yield when it's up. Uh, there's a huge short position in the 10-year Treasury. 
why not buy yield that goes up every year? Buy the dividend growth portfolio uh, or the prime income list. You know, right about now is the time. You know, we, we stopped talking about that back in, in January, right? Stop talking about it. Uh, now we're talking about it again. I think you should, you know, go, you could Google Tim Hayes radio and download that stuff. Uh, you know, just call me or whatever, you know, you want to call me 888-223-7742. Probably a good time to do that. Our all cap list. There are still some really good looking, uh, ideas there. We can actually run that portfolio for you. Uh, but our top ideas globally, whatever. Also oil, oil's pulled back. Now's a good time to be taking a look at some of those names that we have, uh, uh, you know, out there. So, um, you know, we'll leave it at that. Um, but I think you, you definitely want to, uh, uh, be paying attention to some of these names in the dividend growth portfolio. Uh, you know, look, there's a lot of healthcare names. There. There's a lot of consumer staples. It sounds just what Lori's Lori's talking about. And Lori's been pretty good about, uh, um, being right. <laughs> I love when our, our, our head people are right. And she's been quite right. Uh, so that gives you uh, some pretty good ideas. I also think the financial sector has been going sideways for some time now. And the longer they stay sideways, the better off. It's also the micro cap area. Um, and remember, gold broke down last week. And uh, there's a huge short position. Might be a, an opportunity. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned. In the meantime, have yourself a great weekend. This is the Smart Investor Show. I'm Tim Hayes. Remember, buy low and sell high. Thanks for listening to the Smart Investor Hour. To reach Tim during the week, call him toll-free, 888-223-7742. That's 888-223-7742. The preceding program's views, claims, or representations may not reflect those of AM 1420 The Answer or Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.